0: Merry Christmas, it's 9.15 and this is Quietly Yours. Welcome back. I'm thrilled to see you've survived this far. We've got a very special episode today. Our own modern take on a Christmas classic. This is A Christmas Carol.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you. But but no, really, the applause, it's, it's flattering, but let's not forget that this is not about me. No, no, it's not. It's about the movement. It's about you the normal everyday folk, the working people of this country, the truly great backbone of this nation. You, the people. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here today. You who have worked for decades to build a life for yourself and those of you who are just starting out, it's it's beautiful, it really is, to see people really giving it their all and to see their years of hard work pay off. But you know what? We're not seeing that, are we? No, no, we're not. Not anymore, no. Because it doesn't work like that anymore, does it? That's not the world we live in. The world where you just get on with it and mind your own business. Turning out every four years to vote for a government that more or less stays out of your way and gets on with it. No. That's not the world we live in anymore, is it? No. It's not. Times have changed. Now we live in a... Era of big, unruly governments that think they have something to prove. Breathing down your neck, telling you what you can and can't do. What's the right thing to say? We can't even speak our minds anymore because the government doesn't think we're capable of even that anymore. No. We need laws that tell us what we can and can't say. We need people at our universities who are paid, actually paid. Can you believe this? To teach students what is and isn't okay to think. Isn't that crazy? It's becoming a mad world, all right. And why? Why do they do this? Why does the British government hold the British people in such low regard? We've worked, we've fought, we've died to build a great country. Why now is our government so desperate to destroy the culture that we built? Well, because it's not about Britain anymore, is it? Oh, no, it's not. This is the age of globalism. You can't just worry about your own kids anymore. You've got to worry about the kids who are starving in Africa. And that's the trouble. It's terrible, no, it really is, it's awful. The conditions in which some people, some children, are forced to live in countries that haven't seen the innovation that we have. No one's saying that those people aren't important and don't deserve help. That's that's the whole point of charity, isn't it? And you all give when those appeals come on the telly. You all give, don't you? I know I do. It's important that we all help out where we can. But that's not the government's job, the government of a totally different country, right? And we certainly shouldn't be putting our own economy at risk, or even our own culture at risk, should we? But that's what they want, of course. The elites. Because our government, our British government, doesn't even control it anymore, not really. We don't get to make the rules anymore. There's the EU, then there's the UN, there's NATO. All these organisations that promise us they're here to make our lives better, we promise. We're looking out for you, we promise. These laws are for your own good, we promise. Well, we see right through that, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? Do they really think we're so dense that we don't know what's good for us? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll take the common sense of your average Brit over the over-educated intellectual elites any day. And you know what? We don't have to take it anymore. We don't. This Christmas it's time for change. Time to set ourselves free from the strings. Control our own laws. Set our own immigration laws. Put the British people first and make Britain the great country it was before the globalists tried to trample our culture into the ground for the sake of the failed multicultural experiment. No ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to put up with this any longer. But it all rests on you. You have the vote next Thursday. You have to make this happen. You have to vote for Neil Faraday because every vote for me is a vote for freedom. And unlike this soulless puppeteered Parliament, I will not let you down. Thank you and Merry Christmas. Hello? Who's there? Hmm. That well, must be getting mad. Alright, who's there? Is that you, Tim? I know I gave you the key, but that's not an invitation to- oh, for God's sake, what's wrong with you? Why would not you answer me? Alright, come on now. You've had your fun. Hey, I'll get that light out of my face. I... What is that? Who's there? How did I get here? What was
2: that light? Light is what brought you to me.
1: And who the hell are you? And where are we, for that matter? How did I get here?
2: I am but a spirit, a flickering shadow of the past. And this past, Neil Faraday, this past is yours. Do you not recognise it? It's...
1: well, I'll be damned. It's my primary school. I haven't seen this place in almost... Fifty years. Well, well, yeah, something like that.
2: How do you know all this? It's your past, Neil, and I know it all. I pull
1: the other one. What is this?
2: I told you, this is the past. Oh,
1: nonsense. The past is just that, the past, and you can't go back to it.
2: Yet, here I am, and here you are. Who is that?
1: What? That's... that's me. And I was ten years old. But that's impossible. How are you doing that?
2: Who are those boys?
1: Well, that's Chris and Andy. The three of us were best friends. Did everything together back in the good old days.
2: The good old days?
1: Oh, you know. Just back then, when boys could actually be boys. We had a lot of fun back in those days. And that other boy, that's that's Kevin. He used to tease him so much, poor kid. I better dream him near mad. Tease him? Oh, Oh, you know, the usual stuff. We used to call him... Gay and call him Puffter, because you knew he hated him, that's the last thing you want to do. You have your weaknesses being known around schoolboys, you know. Pack of animals, they'll jump on it and drive you mad. All just a bit of fun, though, at the end of the day.
2: That doesn't sound very fun.
1: Well, no, we didn't mean any harm, that's, that's what I mean. Not really. Everyone has to put up with a bit of teasing. Good thing, if you ask me. Build some character. Teaches you some humility. Prepares you for the real world where people don't just coddle you like parents these days do. It's a tough world and boys like Kevin, they need toughening up.
2: Where is Kevin now?
1: He died. While I was at university. Killed himself.
2: Perhaps he ought to have toughened up.
1: Oh, you know, that's not what I meant. I. What the hell? What's happening? That that light again. Your skin, it's, it's glowing. What's that noise? Where, where are we now?
2: I would have thought that you would recognize it.
1: I do recognize it. It's my secondary school. It hasn't changed.
2: This isn't the school as it appears now, Neil, but as it appeared oh, forty years ago.
1: Right, because we're in the past. Tell you what, my mother was right about cheese before bed.
2: Hey, watch where you're going! I, I say that's... That's Pete. Pete! He can't hear you, Neil. I told you. These are just shadows. Right.
1: Look at him. Looks just as scrappy as I remember him with trousers about two sizes too big and a blazer with patches sewn on. I suppose he'd look right on trend now. What with all that hipster fad. Everybody dresses like the homeless these days. Didn't get away with it then, I'll tell you that. To so the piss out of Pete non-stop. Everyone knew he from a poor family and his clothes were hand-me-downs from his brother. In a good school like this, that made him stand out like a sore thumb. And probably took it too far looking back. how are we to know any better? We were just a bunch of spotty teens filled with testosterone. Well, if we're such a wise spirit, tell me. Why are you showing me all this? Where did you go? Spirit? Oh God, not again. Ho, ho, ho. What? Now where are we? And who are you? Ho, ho, ho. Are, are you- Santa? No.
3: But I had you believing it for a second, didn't I?
1: I'm not sure I believe anything that's happening right now. Well, why not?
3: Feels real to me.
1: Oh, yes, it feels real. But don't all dreams feel real?
3: Yes, I suppose they do.
1: Well, oh, say so then. Perhaps I'm dreaming.
3: When was the last time you had a dream where you knew you were dreaming?
1: Fair point. Where are we, anyway? When are we?
3: The best day of the year, of course. Christmas Day. And this... This is Ellsworth Community Centre. It undergoes a bit of a facelift at this time of year, you see. Gets turned into a food hall large enough to accommodate all these fine folk.
1: Oh, yes. as you are these? They all look a bit... Homeless? Well, yes.
3: That's probably because they are homeless. On Christmas Day. Yes, on Christmas Day. Did you think the homeless population just vanishes at the stroke of midnight on Christmas Eve? Well, no,
1: I. Well, to be completely honest, I never really thought of it. It's not really one of those things that crosses your mind when you're when you're when you're stuffing yourself with Christmas dinner. And speaking of. I smell it. it. smells incredible. Turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy. Are they here for Christmas dinner?
3: Indeed they are. That's exactly why they're here. But who's cooking them dinner? Who's spending Christmas Day here? Volunteers, of course. People who want to spread the joy that this day can bring to those who don't normally get to experience it. And there's a lot of them these days, I'm afraid. Say, so, that's Pete he's not. Homeless, no. He's here as a volunteer.
1: You mean he's spending Christmas here? With these people? Doesn't he have a wife or children to spend today with?
3: He does. He spent this morning with them. But he comes here every Christmas to help feed these people a decent meal for once. He's been doing it for going on twenty years now. I have no
1: idea. Well, good on him. Helping the needy.
3: Well, that's what charity is for. It's important we all chip in.
1: They're all so happy.
3: Yes, for today at least.
1: I think I've seen enough of this. Do you have anything else to show me?
3: Yes, Neil. There is much for you to see.
1: A hospital? When is this? Still Christmas Day. Christmas Day in the hospital? What unlucky timing. I can't read any of the signs. It's Romanian. Well that's odd. Why have you brought me here? I can't possibly be anyone I know here. In here, Neil. Oh. How old is he? Six. What's wrong with him?
3: Neuroblastoma. It's a hell of an illness to fight at six years old.
1: I imagine so. It's treatable, though?
3: Yes, it is. The survival for high-risk neuroblastoma is... forty to fifty percent.
1: That low? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, what...
3: She can't see you, Neil. She's just a shadow. She's alone.
1: Does the boy not have a
3: father? His father is Luca Grigorci. He's currently in the UK, under protective custody. I think you might be familiar with the case.
1: Yes, I... He spent 12 months in the UK making fraudulent benefit claims while working full-time. It was found out by a friend who tipped off the Daily Mail that they ran a big story about it.
3: And what did you do?
1: I used the story in my campaign. How can I not? It was perfect. It was like the poster boy for my party's entire movement. An Eastern European, undercutting UK wages with cash in hand, making illegal benefit claims and then sending everything here back to Romania and draining the UK economy. travesty of biblical proportions, that's what I call it. I never stopped to think about who he was sending the money back to. Tell me, you're a... I mean, you you claim to be... Does he live?
3: I don't know. But there is someone who
1: might. Who? No, please, not again, I I don't want to see any more. A graveyard? Why are we here? Spirit? I've seen the past and I've seen the present. You're, you're here to show me the future, correct? Why are we in a graveyard, Spirit? Why won't you answer me? What, what are you... Do? Well, don't just point! Why did you say something? Anything? Please, I... What is it? There? That tombstone? Why would you need to show me your tombstone? Spirit, please talk to me! I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to! Please, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not him. It's not Luca's boy. Please tell me that much. I don't want this look. I can't bear to. Neil Faraday. Died December 25th, 2019. That, that, that's not possible. I feel fine. An accident, maybe. Yes, that must be it. I know I don't look after myself as well as I should, but... Tomorrow, that's so soon. There's so much more I wanted to do, so much more than I... Better me than him, though. Wait. Shadows. That's what the past two spirits told me over and over. These are the shadows. Shadows of what were. Shadows of what are. Shadows of what could be. That's right, isn't it? That's what this is. A shadow of my future might hold. Where I might end up if... If I... if I don't change. If I just continue the way I have been. Stepping on others to get where I want to go. That's what this is all about, isn't it? That's what you've been trying to tell me. Oh, but I can change, spirit. I can! I know now! I know where I went wrong! And I will change, I swear it! Is this it? This is the end? Uh, uh, Thank you! All three of you, thank you for showing me what I need to do! What the? My
2: primary school? Why am I here again? This is your past, Neil Faraday, and you're here to witness it.
1: But I've already seen this. I've seen the past, I've seen the present. I've seen the future as it could be, and I know what I
2: have to do to change. You misunderstood, Neil Faraday. All of these events have already come to pass. They cannot be changed. Please come with me.
1: What? What? No. No, no that can't be.
2: Please come with me, there is much to see.
1: No, please,
2: no, I I don't want to see it again, I can't. You must, Neil Faraday, for these are the chains that you forged in life, and now you must walk with them. Come with me, there is much to see.
0: I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode, it was certainly an interesting one to write. My first from someone else's source material, and containing a lot of sensitive themes to weave throughout, and of course we had to spice up that ending with a classic Quietly style twist. I've written a blog post all about this episode, about my inspirations, the writing process, that's available to read over at patreon.com slash quietlyyours. There's a bunch of other behind the scenes content there too and more coming all the time. All available to people who sign up to support the show. And a big thank you to all of you. You make this whole process so much easier. So that's all for now, but we'll be back tomorrow with the final in our trilogy of winter episodes. Until then, feel free to get in touch. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, pretty much any social network except TikTok, whatever that is. Our handle everywhere is Quietly Podcast. You can also email us at quietlyyours at daffodillies.co.uk, and you'll find anything else you might need on our website, which is daffodillies.co.uk slash quietlyyours. Don't know how to spell that, neither do I. So, until next time, I am quietly yours, and you are quietly mine.